Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The impacts of this storm are historic. Have 2.02 million reported power outages. Without power for days. And I would urge Georgia citizens to be overprepared and hopefully this storm under delivers. 300 Americans will be poisoned today and die because of fentanyl. We've got to control that border. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. News and Views for a Thursday. Lots to talk about again. Uh, Ian is uh, making its way out into the Atlantic. And um, for eastern North Carolina, it looks like a tropical storm warning and a storm surge warning is in effect for most of eastern North Carolina with the exception of the most northern counties. The tropical storm warning along the coast is in effect for all areas south of Duck, including Pamlico Sound. Peak winds within the warned area are likely to gust from 40 to 50 miles per hour at times. Isolated power outages will be possible with some stronger wind gusts. Highest winds are likely to be between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Friday on the coast and between 1 p.m. and 9 p.m. Friday inland. Now, the good news for us is it looks like the eye of the storm is going to be a good bit west of us, making landfall around Charleston 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. The eye should be over Columbia, South Carolina, around 2 a.m. Saturday morning. The eye should be over Asheville. By the way, Asheville and the mountains do not need six, eight inches of rain, but that's probably what they're going to get. They are saturated up there. It should be over Asheville around 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. So uh, we are going to miss the brunt of it. However, please um, double-check most of the school systems, Now I can't say all of them in the eastern part of the state are going to be closed tomorrow, but a number of them are closed. I know Pitt County is uh, closing down tomorrow as well as a number of the colleges. So uh, double check with your private or uh, government school system to find out whether you're going to have classes tomorrow. And again, many of the uh, government offices will be closed as well. So, uh, boy, what a mess down in uh, Florida, though. It is a mess. Yeah, I saw some pictures earlier today of <clears throat> Fort Myers, which I think yeah. maybe that area was hit the hardest, but maybe between Fort Myers and Naples. Well, they had the worst surge, for sure. <clears throat> and it was just um, unbelievable. Uh, Sanibel Island, yeah, which I've never been there, but when I've looked at it on maps before, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Emerald or or uh a little, nicer, Bank. a little little upscale compared well, to well, I mean, but yes in terms that, of that geographically yes, yes. as far as it's just a barrier island with correct. a bridge that goes to it correct and uh with marshes and a little bit of sand and yeah you know and and i think uh i think the gulf you know is is much flatter from going from ocean to the shore as it is here i mean it's just flat yeah, there it's so it's, it's uh-huh. nothing to nothing to stop it yeah a friend of mine has a house down in fort myers and uh he thinks now he's not right on the beach he's inland a little bit uh, well in town let me put it that it's way maybe on the beach now right <laughs> yeah it might, it might have uh, waterfront property now i'm sure he has it right now but uh hopefully it didn't get inside that house but many of the houses are underwater so it's it's going to be a long grueling uh rebuild down there uh interesting story uh, I, I got a couple of interesting stories i want to cover today but uh, carolina journal ran a story today uh talking about 
a new research paper by two Clemson University economists proving that black lynchings decreased with greater firearm access. And there was a bill that was passed in the North Carolina legislature by Democrats back in 1919, which made it, it was part of the Jim Crow law, it made it very difficult for blacks to own firearms, especially pistols, handguns. Mm. In 2021, there was a bill proposed by and passed by Republicans mm-hmm. that Roy Cooper vetoed, which would uh, – the, the bill was HB 398, which would have repealed this 1919 pistol permit purchase law. And, and this news is old news, but I'll, I'll tie it all together here. Uh, The law was enacted by an all-white, all-Democrat, white supremacist General Assembly within months of a riot involving African-American World War I vets demanding their rights. The co-sponsor of the bill was a Senator Earl Humphreys of Goldsboro. He was the brother-in-law of U.S. Senator um, Fernifold Simmons, who was the architect of the Democrats' white supremacy campaign, which began in 1898. So the Republicans in 2021 wanted to rescind this Jim Crow 1919 law. And Governor Cooper vetoed it. Mm. Now, you can go back and you can say, well, Tom, you can't you can't blame these racist Jim Crow laws on today's Democrat Party just because it was Democrats that were doing it back at the turn of the previous century. Well, you got a Democrat that uh, vetoed the overriding of this bill just last year. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the, the gist of the article in today's article just talks about the fact that, A, this law is still there. Blacks are three times more likely to be denied a gun permit than whites. And I'll be honest with you, everybody ought to have the right to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Whether yeah. you're black, white, red, green. and and But nonetheless, he vetoed this bill. And, uh, and again, part of this, part of this uh, article is talking about the fact that pretty much these two Clemson uh, University economists have gone in and done this study. And, and these kind of pistol laws – were rampant throughout the South, but most of them were done away with decades ago. Not North Carolina, not because of Jim, uh, because of Roy Cooper. Yeah, and, the, and these permits, um, <clears throat> I mean, and they're really redundant, redundant. They don't do anything. You just push paper in the sheriff's yeah. office. Yeah. You know, raise a little. I guarantee you that the what? time that they have involved in them, they're not paying. They're not paying for the time they have involved in the, the permit that you have to buy, because the work is done at the firearms dealer error with the federal right. firearms rules well and, interestingly the the sheriffs overwhelmingly wanted cooper to sign this law to put it because, in the, because, yeah because they know how much time they yeah. spend on it for no more fees than they get and it, and it really doesn't do anything other than you know but this this is again cooper you know he's just bound down to whatever the 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 national democratic yeah. party says okay if it has to do anything with guns you got to say no veto it veto yeah. it uh, but but they don't talk about the dirty little secret about the fact that black people are 
are more likely to get turned down than whites. And and it, it it's well documented. It goes back to Jim Crow. Yeah. But the but the news media won't even talk about no. it. No. Well, and not only is it um, you know they're going to. He's going to veto anything that uh, would allow someone to have a, a gun, but also he's going to veto anything that is introduced and passed by Republicans. And, and when he said it, he said, you know, he said something about, you know, he's not going he's not going to do anything to lessen lessen the, the background checks and gun control. And those permits don't do anything. Those permits, basically, you go down there and say who you are and, and, that, and they grant you a permit or they don't. That's what it boils down to. It doesn't do anything. Clark, let's take our uh, first break early because I, I don't want to get interrupted in this uh, next story that I want to uh, take our audience to. It is uh, it is rather mind-boggling what's going on over at ECU and the Brody School of Medicine. And uh, all I can say is if uh, this goes um, without any resistance, if this continues along the lines that have begun this year at the Brody School of Medicine – you're going to see a lot of lawsuits coming against this medical school over the next 10 years. I'll tell you what's going on when we get back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is uh, September the 29th, National Coffee Day. That's my kind of day. Mm. This is uh, interesting. Remember the Tylenol poisonings? Oh, I do. Yeah, when yeah. I, I, I think that's in that when they created the whole hard to get into bottles. Yeah, that yeah. Only, only kids could get into. Somebody <laughs> went in and opened up some Tylenol and undid the caplets and put cyanide in there, and that's someone bought them. And, Fifty years ago, forty, 40 years ago, forty today. years ago, forty yeah. years ago today. Yeah, yeah. Taking a quick look at your weather forecast: showers this evening becoming steady overnight. Low of sixty-one. A steady rain tomorrow early. Showers, perhaps a rumble of thunder in the afternoon. Uh, chance of rain is 100%, possibly 2 to 3 inches of rain expected in eastern North Carolina. Tomorrow night, more thunderstorms in the evening. And again, uh, a chance of rain is about 80%. Interestingly, it's going to uh, clear up and the sun should come out by uh, Saturday afternoon. So uh, a high of uh, 77 on Saturday afternoon. And a Sunday cloudy and a chance of uh, a little bit of sunshine, also a chance of rain in the evening. And again, a 40% of chance of rain come next Monday. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spend your fall courtside or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Remember, if you're headed to the beach this fall, pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens Golf Club located near Wilmington. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today. We have been talking for a while about the child abuse that takes place uh, with these gender, quote, gender-affirming surgeries. I don't think there's anything gender-affirming about the surgeries at all. But uh, we live in a woke age. We live in an age where apparently greed has taken first place over common sense. There was an article that was printed up in the East Carolinian back in April of this year. Um, off that article, 
and a rewrite and an update was uh, produced today in Education First Alliance NC, written by Sloan Rockmuth. title of the article is East Carolina Medical School Partnering with Schools to Market Pediatric Gender Clinic. ECU's transgender training for K-12 through school administrators shares the same staff goals and seal of approval with pediatric sex change clinic at the Brody School of Medicine. First of all, I was unaware. Uh, I guess I was being naive not to think this wasn't happening, happening at ECU's Brody School of Medicine. But uh, it is. We now have transgender surgery, quote, transgender affirming care for um, those people that want to have uh, a sex change operation. And listen, this is, this is big business. But there are several quotes in these two articles that uh, really ought to alarm parents. And uh, l- l- without, without reading through the articles, the gist of the article in, in the Education First, I mean, it goes into what's going on at East Carolina and the Brody School of Medicine. But it also goes deeper into the fact that at the Brody School of Medicine, they are building this alliance. Now, this is being done in the name of we want to affirm these children that are confused about their gender. But it's an alliance of schools, high school principals and counselors that will let these kids know that these gender surgeries are available at the Brody School of Medicine. In the East Carolinian uh, article from this last uh, uh, spring, talks about Dr. Uh, this is a woman, Dr. Colby Denton, Denty. Dendy. Dendy, is that how you pronounce it? Dendy? I think so, Dendy, yeah. Um, <clears throat> She is, will be one of the directors of the health clinic and said the health clinic was born out of the realization that she and her colleague, Dr. Angie uh, Matti, or Matti, I guess is how you pronounce it, had about the LGBTQ health care in Greenville. They realized that at this time there was – this is, again, back in April – there was no other LGBTQ primary care in eastern North Carolina for people across the spectrum – and across age groups who do not attend ECU. We noticed there was a big health care desert here in eastern North Carolina for the LGBTQ plus patients. So we kind of realized there's a need that is not being meant. So we had this idea to create this clinic. This kind of started as a small idea and later pitched it to the Sexual and Gender Diversity Committee at ECU. Now, if you remember, Benny and I talked about the fact that when they had the faculty convocation at ECU back in early August, mm-hmm. uh, the convocation lasted for about an hour, and a good 45 to 50 minutes of it was was pushing this whole transgender, sexual identity, uh, woke rhetoric. Mm. Pretty much pushed it the whole yeah, well, 80, 80%, three quarters of 80% it. 80% of the agenda, I mean, <laughs> undeniable, 80% of the agenda that day was uh, LGBTQ issues. Of the faculty convocation. So. The, article, the East Carolinian article goes on to say when the clinic will be associated with the Department of Pediatrics. Now, that ought, to, that ought to bother you just with that, the Department of Pediatrics. Why are you having this gender-affirming stuff with the Department of Pediatrics? In other words, we're, we're, we're dealing with young kids here. 
uh, this denting, denty, goes on to say, the literature tells us that kids can start around the age of four having their gender identity. So we do not want to exclude anybody within the pediatric realm. A big part of our goal is to provide affirming primary care to everybody within the LGBTQ plus spectrum. That is code speak for saying uh, yeah, we're going to go after kids as young as four. Yeah, yeah, and that's the most troubling thing in that article to me when she says that, <clears throat> because you know, okay, you make that statement, but how about where, where do the parents come into play in this? <laughs> you talk about as young as four. I mean, are you going to be talking? Yeah. You know, are you going to be talking to these kids without the parents' knowledge? You, you know, you, you mentioned earlier they also talked about doing training in the K two. K through twelve administrative, yeah, they're going to the public schools. Public schools, so <clears throat> they're here again. Um, are the parents aware of this training that's going on uh, for K through twelve? I mean, I- it's called the Safe Zone Training. The Safe Zone Training Seal of Approval is <clears throat> offered to school administrators who complete a course and can serve as an advertisement for ECU's new clinic. A counselor like Holly Wilson who works at North Pitt High School with an 80% minority population, is becoming a transgender ally, a brand influencer for ECU, which will surely increase demand for ECU's trans-friendly services. This is out of the uh, article written by um, the uh, Education First Alliance. The safe zone training. It's no secret that parents sometimes rely on school officials to recommend treatments that may improve their children's well-being. So, going off and chopping off their genitalia, that's going to help their well-being. Uh, safe zone training for K-12 through school officials. The stated purpose of the four-hour training, to create a network of allies who will be willing to talk to students about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, in addition to demonstrating their support of the LGBTQ community by displaying the safe zone symbol. Listen, uh, this – I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be real blunt here. This is no – This is no. I'm trying to keep it PG without getting upset. No, I, if, if it was my child or my grandchild, I don't want any school counselor talking to them at all about sexual identity, sexual orientation, <clears throat> gender identity, gender expression. It's none of your darn business. But here again, that's, that's the type of thing that um, should be discussed between the parents. Thank you. The parent – you know, it's their child. It's not the state's child. Thank it's you. not the school system's child. It's the parent's child. That's something that should be discussed between the parent, the doctor, uh, the parent and the doctor. The not not uh, not a doctor appointed to them by the school system, appointed to them by ECU or anywhere else. It should be a discussion between the family doctor and the parent. And if it involves a kid, that's the parent's decision to do that. Not and any all the time. <clears throat> You know, the the left and the progressives say, oh, you Republicans and you you conservatives are saying all this stuff is happening. The school system is not happening. Well, here it is. Yeah. It is happening. And they're bragging about it. Yeah. The um, And why do you think they call it safe zone? You know, it's, it's this whole idea is you come up – and this is going to be our little secret, Johnny, or our little secret, Sally. You come to me, the counselor. We're not going to tell your parents. You know, this is a safe zone. You're safe here. We don't want the parents to interfere with your well-being and your safety. Listen, 
now they might deny this. Oh, the parents can be involved. That that is a. I mean, you see it time and time again across the country where the parents are excluded from these decisions. And you know that's. Uh, I, I know people kind of yell and scream that you know, hey, it's, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and and um, I'm talking about the you know the big bad Marxist thing. But it, it's right straight out of the yeah. Marxist playbook. It's right straight out of Eastern Europe former Soviet Union, of where parents and the family structure does not matter, that child is a ward of the state. Yep, yep. Because – and, and here again, we talk about what's happened in America is the breakdown of the family structure. And this is just another case yep. of where, okay, this is not the parent's decision. It's the four-year-old child's decision and this self-appointed, self-righteous pediatrician that think they can decide what's good for a four or five year old instead of the parent why do you think hillary clinton told us that it takes a village you you know that that sounded real nice but it's it's the elimination of the family i'm telling you every time and and there's a lot of people uh that that use that catchphrase that are i've even heard a lot of concern and when i'm around conservatives that say well you know it takes a village no hell it doesn't it takes a mother and a father to do their freaking job to raise your kids uh, this and folks this is big business gender dysphoria diagnosis are partly driven demand for surgeries but ideal reimbursement from insurance providers also play a role this is especially true in north carolina because all state employees around seven hundred and fifty thousand, and their dependents are entitled to coverage for gender reassignment procedures now I cannot imagine that Dale Falwell is uh, okay with this, and I would think that Dale Falwell is doing all he can to change this. A system that's already broke yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. on, well, his is not. I mean, the, the uh, actually, Dale Falwell is running the system pretty well. But Medicaid, Medicaid's also paying for this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Cooper is so intent on increasing Medicaid? And I mean, and here you, you know you talk about well, I'm a Medicaid recipient and I can't get in to see a doctor. Well, maybe it's because we're spending all of your damn Medicaid dollars on this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd like to know more about this. And if we've got somebody from the School of Medicine that happens to be listening today, I, I'd like to know the. Uh, t- tell us more about it. Maybe are we getting it wrong? Tell us about it. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just we're reading straight out of what was reported in the East Carolinian from. Uh, well, two different sources, the East Carolinian and now uh, Education First Alliance NC. You know, it's uh, one of the things that I read in this uh, Education Alliance article, which is very disappointing. Republican state senators Ralph Heiss, Norm Sanderson, and Warren Daniel, lawmakers, introduced a bill in 2021 that would prevent doctors from chemically or surgically sterilizing and mutilating youth younger than 21. We ought to get Norm Sanderson on and see if he can talk to us about this. Under your Youth Health Protection Act, doctors like Colby Denty, who perform these dangerous treatments, could have their license revoked and face civil fines of up to $1,000 per occurrence. The measure would bar doctors from providing gender-conforming hormone treatment, puberty blockers, or surgery. The bill would have compelled teachers to immediately notify parents in writing if their child displays a gender nonconformity or expresses a desire to be treated differently than their biological sex. Republican Phil Berger apparently, apparently, okay, the article says apparently, acquiesced to Democrats and their child grooming lobby at uh, Equality NC by not allowing the bill to come up for a vote. Now, uh, Phil Berger, who is very conservative, this sort of surprises me. 
and perhaps he felt, well, you know, it's not going to do any good. I, I, I still would have liked to seen it voted on, uh, even though you know Cooper would have vetoed the bill. Uh, th- this is this is extremely disturbing. And here's the other thing you got to remember about this: there are going to be lawsuits out the wazoo. There's going to be all kinds of lawsuits in coming years on this. I mean, there are so many of these surgeries taking place. The other thing that you need to know about this, and PJ Media just had an article out today on this, the complications from gender transition surgeries are are being covered up. Mm-hmm. And they are they are there, they are intense. I mean, listen, you can you cannot chop off a piece of your body and not expect there to be consequences. And, and I'm sorry, I, I come from this from a pos, position of compassion for anyone that's struggling with these issues. I mean, I really do. But at the same time, we're not going to go counseling first. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to sit there and say, okay, it's right. It's the right thing to do to dismember your body. It's not. I, I can't get there. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I can't get there. I, I agreed. <laughs> but here, the other thing, too, is the number of tragic suicides after after these surgeries take place. Because you know what happens? And for, listen, especially with these young kids. I mean, there there are a lot of children. There's this. It's almost, I can. I, look, I'm no expert in this, but it happens enough that it's not necessarily abnormal for a little kid, especially a four or five year old. You know, mommy, why did you know why does Billy have one of those and I don't? You know, a little girl might ask. I mean, that's common. And say, well, gee, I want to be a boy, or I want to be a girl, or I mean, and, and you know, ninety nine percent of the time they grow out of it. <laughs> But yeah. here you're going to have somebody come in and, and mutilate the child? Yeah, and I, you know, it, I mean, it's well documented by anyone that, that pays attention and, and has grown up and seen it in their life. I mean, uh, you know, there's kids that are confused about their identity on and into their teenage years, and, and suddenly they, you know, figure things out. They shouldn't be someone sitting here saying, okay, these thoughts you're having are okay, so let's, let's yeah. change your body. Yeah. You know? I mean, some kids just. Uh, mature a little later, mature a little differently, and uh, they don't need to be, you know, counseled by someone that should push them in their way of thinking, well, particularly without the parent's knowledge. And again, you know, you, you have these surgeries, and you know what? You can't undo them. You can't undo them. I, I mean, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, you know, get pierced ears. You know what? The pierced ears will grow back in eventually. It's, this is not. This isn't getting pierced ears. This is mutilating your body, and it's permanent. And there have been instances, young adults and adults who have gotten this surgery done, and you know what? They've had to live with the consequences. And some of them have been able to, you know, settle things in their mind and go on to live as normal life as they can. But this is this is just beyond the pale. And uh, you know what? You you always read these kind of stories. Well, that's out in California, or that's up in New York, or that's in Boston. And, you know, and we have, you know, the, the Children's Hospital in Boston, you know, they've, they've been doing these surgeries. There was just an article last week, Matt Walsh had a big article about how this is happening at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, And yeah. you consider, mm-hmm. you know, Tennessee is one of the more conservative states. Quite frankly, North Carolina is one of the more conservative states. Anyway, this is, uh, this is absolutely, this is absolutely child abuse. 
and uh, and and it's it's and it's abuse of young adults as well. But it's listen, it's big business now. Why these uh, individuals at ECU have decided to go this route? Uh, it's probably a combination of uh, wokeness, but also big dollars. But you know, big dollars. What happened to the? I'm going to do what is best for my patients. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? And look, I know there's plenty of doctors out there that say this, and there's plenty of doctors out there that are, are listening in right now that are thinking, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe ECU is going this way. And I would like to think that the majority of the administrators at ECU, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they, they're not as, as well aware of this. I Hopefully the, the, the alarm bells are starting to go off and there will be a reversal of this. I don't know. Yeah, and, and the fact that, you know, apparently it seems that th- this has be- become the overwhelming, most important thing there. I mean, we talked about the um, faculty convocation, 80% of it on these issues. Is that within the mission of East Carolina University and East Carolina School of Medicine? Is it that important that it should carry 80% of what you're talking about? And and I mean, the whole idea that they're a, a nonprofit. I mean, what, I, I just – I don't – you know, and – I've got I've got grandchildren. I've got one four year old granddaughter. She I mean she hasn't the idea that you're you're going to explain to her you know the gender dysphoria and the, the LGBTQ plus. I mean a four year old is it's just they're just not there. If they're worried about those kind of things, somebody has coached them. I'm sorry. I've I've got, I've got four year old kids in my life and they're not there. Yeah, honestly, if someone's talking to my four or five year which i don't have a four or five year old now but if someone's talking to my four or five year old child about sex without my permission of any kind of sex bingo i'm gonna punch to punch them in the mouth there you go that's folks. what i do <laughs> editorial comment but uh, <laughs> uh I, I i listen uh, if, if you get a punch in the mouth from benny you've gotten off lightly <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a time out. we come back, we're going to play political trivia. Give us a call, 561-8255. I promise you this one is really going to go quick. I've test drove it on two different people. They got it right off the bat. Give us a call, 561-8255. Political trivia when we get back. All right, welcome back in. Time for a little political trivia, 561-8255, area code 252. I think we've got a line open yet. Prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Also, a Ironwood Golf Club gift certificate, a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden, a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno down on the West Brook Shopping Center, Real Mexican Street Food. Also, a gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a coach. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up, from Greenville, we've got Tom on the line. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon. You ready to play? Yeah. All right. Your category, presidential trivia. And uh, not to put any pressure on you, but uh, it went pretty quick when we tested this out. Here's your question. This week, 62 years ago, something happened for the first time in presidential politics. What was it? Um, Let's see. We had uh, President... uh, 
to resign. That's not it. Good guess. That's not it. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Matt. Hey Matt. Hey Matt. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hope you are. This week, sixty two yes, years ago, something happened for the first time in presidential politics. What happened for the first time sixty two years ago this week? Uh, the first articles of impeachment were found. That's not it. Wow, I'm surprised. Mm. Five six one eight two five five. Think now. You know, you got to add up, add up the numbers. Sixty two years ago. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Terry. Hi, Terry. Hey, Terry. Oh my gosh! I was born two years later. It's what? a hard one. <laughs> you're a young one. Dude. Yeah, you're just a just a babe. Uh, what do you think? Well, it was 62 uh-huh. years ago. The the election would have been in 1960. Okay. 62 years ago uh, today. They started, they started using voting booths. That's not it. 5618255. Thanks, Terry. Who do we have? Bill. Bill from Bill. Roper. Hey, Bill and Roper. Bill hey, Bill. Roper. Hey, Bill. Was it Nick? Good. I'm doing well. Was it Nixon and Kennedy were on TV for their... For their presidential Bingo! You got it! You got ding, it. ding, 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 ding. Yes. 62 right. years ago this week, the first televised presidential debate took place in Chicago between John Kennedy and uh, a sweaty Richard Nixon. Yeah, I was going yeah. bo- to give you a bonus bonus point if you could answer what else happened. <laughs> that was the sweaty debate. <laughs> it was a sweaty debate, but also, uh, you know, Nixon... It, it was really interesting because people that heard that debate over the radio said Nixon won. Yep. People who watched it on TV said Kennedy won. Kennedy just came across a whole lot sharper than Nixon did. We're visual people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill, congratulations. Thanks Thank for everybody you. who played. Hang on the line, and Clark's going to get all your information. We'll get you those uh, prizes in the mail. And uh, stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. Beautiful day in this neighborhood. Beautiful day for a First thing you should do after work. I turn on the radio. Check in with Tom and Benny. Gotta know what's happening in my city. What's going on in my backyard. Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. I don't hear everywhere else. For the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Well, the bad news is, I told you the good news earlier for Eastern North Carolina. It looks like uh, Ian is going to be to our west. The bad news is Ian has once again been upgraded to a hurricane. Of course, it went back out into the ocean and uh, it has regained strength. It is now gone from a tropical storm back to a Category 1 hurricane as it heads towards Georgia and the Carolinas. And, and you know, these things are so unpredictable. <clears throat> you know, Yeah, we think it's going to be to our west. It's who all, knows? It's all its speculation. I, I don't know if you remember. I know you remember, but I don't know if you remember the specifics of Hurricane Matthew in 2016. I remember them because I had a property flood. Um, you know, the, the storm was, you know, kind of decreased, was going to our west won't affect us too much and then a cold front mm-hmm. came down from the north quicker than they thought split it up and then stalled rain over you know basically the noose river corridor from from durham to the eastern part of the state and just rain and rain and rain and rain they can't predict this stuff and and i've been here all day long 
on on the progressive news media climate change these storms are more more powerful there's more rain that is baloney that is baloney. In the beginning of a mass extinction yeah we can only hope they're extinct oh dear um, the word salad queen, also known as the chronic constipation woman, um, Kamala Harris. Did you hear what she did today? I'm well, speaking. Yeah. 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 She's over at the uh, DMZ, the, you know, the neutral zone between uh, North Korea and South Korea. <laughs> and uh, she commented on the United States' strong alliance with the Republic of North Korea. <laughs> you, you can't make it up. You know – the only thing that protects her from being a laughing stock is the fact that her boss is more her of a boss laugh- yeah. is really so cognitively declined that I, I'm 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 not sure he's going to make it another six months. He, he is he is in bad shape. I think she's just stupid. I mean, I really think yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, I, yeah. She's not in cognitive failure, but might as well be. How about, I mean, last week while I was out, how about the whole uh, <laughs> the whole community bank? word salad that she started talking about the community yeah, banks yeah. well you know these community banks are banks that are in the community <laughs> and we like them there because they're in the community and therefore they're in the community it, yeah reminded me of like you know you had this you remember this dumb kid in like elementary school when it, you know you said you know D- please define community bank a bank that is in the community yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, or, or the kid that had to get up and didn't prepare. You know, you have to in high school. You get some speech class, and you got to get up and make a two-minute speech. And they call on this kid, and obviously, you know, he has to make a two-minute speech on you know the planet Mars. Didn't prepare a note and mm. gets up. Mars is a planet. It's a planet named Mars. <laughs> you know the you know the thing. You know the thing. Well, Joe, cousin Eddie, yesterday he uh, was looking mm. for the congresswoman who had passed away. Why isn't she at the meeting? Well, because she what happened? died. Yeah. Today he goes to FEMA headquarters, makes a speech, and she he's there with Deanne Criswell, the head of FEMA. He finishes his speech, and he just immediately turns to his right and starts wandering off the the director of fema literally you can see the video she tries to reach out you know she doesn't well i shouldn't put my hands on the president but she tries to reach out to pull him back and steer him in the right direction he just walks off realizes there's no way i can get out of here i'm he walks into the office area the cubicle area of all the fema employees and just starts shaking their hands I, I, I'm surprised they don't have a shock collar like you do for a training, a you know training a an animal like a, a hunting dog. I know that's going to probably drive some people crazy, but you buy these shock collars to you know get them to get their attention a little bit. I'm surprised they don't have a shock collar, collar under his tie. Oh my! But well, maybe he does. Maybe yeah. If you're looking online, there there he there he goes. There goes Joe. Yeah. <laughs> She reaches out. Come back, come back, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes off in the wild. Oh, I, I, I don't know where I am, so I just start shaking hands. Oh, my. Uh, it, for the radio audience, you, it, you really need to go home and Google this. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I mean, at least he's shaking real people's hands. Sometimes, you know, he's shaking, shaking a ghost's hands. By the way, yesterday, and this really irritated me. Uh, last night he was at a, a fundraiser for uh, Democrats, and he starts going after Georgia Maloney, the new prime minister of uh, of Italy. 
And, well, folks, you know this is Biden speaking, and I mean this sincerely. You're going to think this is a little out of whack that I'm going to talk about, but you know democracy is at stake. Literally, there's a case being made around the world, not just here, because democracy and and autocracy, there's an awful lot of folks who believe that the democracies can't be sustained in the 21st century because it's a problem. And he goes on to to talk about the fact that um, this Georgia Maloney, the new prime minister of Italy is he compares her to Xi Jinping. <laughs> and listen, this woman is and I talked about this yesterday, but go listen to her speeches. Now you have mm-hmm. to get the closed captioning with it because she's speaking most of them in Italian, although does she she does speak English. But this woman is about family, about the Christian faith, about conservative values, a getting back to the what makes sense. Uh I mean we talked earlier about the whole transgender issue. She's she wants to get away from you know that quick surgical solution that so many wokies want to do as she campaigned on god country pride defensive family family values and she won Mm -hmm. now what's interesting is the former prime minister uh, uh matteo renzi he came out and said to cnn basically shut up that um she is not a Mussolini. In fact, listen, she and I are, are never going to be the best of friends. We are rivals, but she is not a danger to democracy. The idea that there's a risk of fascism in Italy is absolutely, and to use the words of Donald Trump, fake news. Yeah, and the th- fact is our corrupt media, I mean, it's like in unison singing off the same sheet of music calling her a fascist, a fascist, a fascist. Yep. The things that she's saying is, is the furthest thing there is from fascism. It's yep. amazing to me. Yep. Well, and uh, they don't like her because she's a, a female Donald Trump over in Italy. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Thanks again to uh, everyone who played political trivia. Congratulations to Bill Timberlake. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.